scorning Louise's goodbye wave. Her cousin powered her car window down at the last moment and said mysteriously, And sorry about the mattress. With a little pang of worry for Sally's future, Louise returned up the mossy flagstone path to her modern one-story house in the woods. The gray timbers of the pergola above the path and the glint of sun on the floor-to-ceiling glass windows giving her a sense she was entering a very special house. Alone and blissfully without company for the first time in eight weeks. Inside and outside it was time for damage control. It would take a while to erase signs of this particular visit. With big plastic bag in hand, she swept up left-behind toys, toilet articles, and a couple of paperbacks. She put the bag on the shelf of a tiny hall closet that her husband Bill fastidiously named the morgue because it had smelled so rotten from the stale air from under their slab house when they moved in. She'd blocked the smell out by covering the cracks with duct tape. Later, he had plastered it up for her. She would send on her cousin's possessions when she had a spare moment— Armed with her special carpet spotter and a spray bottle of vinegar solution, she scrubbed away spots and stains left in the wake of the three visitors. Next came stripping the beds and taking down the crib. Standing over the baby bed, she realized with distaste what her cousin meant. Sally's parents, optimists, apparently, hadn't bothered with night diapering on the last night. Giving a good sniff, she decided to pitch the crib mattress and get a new one. She heaved it out of the bed and carried it out to the garage area, which was tucked discreetly between a row of hollies. Then she administered the coupe de grace, a squirting of air freshener through the entire house. Her mouth set in a grim line as she next attacked the patio garden. Plants near the edge... Delicate Corydalus, Lamium, miniature mat daisies, and maidenhair fern had taken a bad beating from little footsteps. Some were kaput for the season, while others looked as if they could recover. Except for the tree peony. The loss of those translucent six-inch-wide yellow repeat blossoms nearly made her cry. It was the second day of the visit, after Louise had made repeated discreet entreaties about keeping Sally out of the garden. Her guard was down as she prepared a special company lunch at the kitchen. When she came outside with the laden tray, the child had picked the golden petals off, one by one. "'Oh, so sorry,' said the inattentive parents. Not quite so destructive was the child's desperate leap into her neighbor Mary Mugay's fish pond, where Louise had taken the restless child as a late afternoon diversion— Sally had jumped instantly in with the prize Kohako Koi, throwing the fish into a frenzy and destroying a couple of water lily blossoms in the process. The child had surfaced like a little Venus out of the sea, spluttering but happy at wringing a little more excitement out of the boring world. Louise went in the house, for she had more important things to do than sorrow over a picked bush or destroyed water lilies. Slumping onto the couch, she tried to relax and clear her mind. She and Bill had been flooded with company all summer, including visits from both sets of parents. With her full-time job, the pressure was beginning to tell. It wasn't like the old days of just a year or so ago, when one of her main purposes in life as a foreign service wife was to play the part of the gracious host. Now she was wife, mom, and TV host. 
where was she supposed to find time to nurture house guests and handle toddler versions of Dennis the Menace? Trying to find a cheery side, she realized she and Bill had a window of opportunity. For the next week, they would be alone. Then came the next onslaught of company. She frowned. That company was an unknown. They had invited themselves, and as usual, she had been too polite to say no. Damn it, Louise, she reproached herself. You could have wiggled out of that one. And yet, they might prove interesting. Three vigorous women from the National Perennial Plant Society, whom she had met just once. They were coming to Washington Hilton for their yearly convention and were valuable contacts. While in town, they could be part of a gardening show for WTBA-TV, Louise's public broadcasting station sponsor. Touchingly enough, the PPS...